But I think that's a good time for an awkward intro. Oh, yeah. probably. Yeah, you know. Are we Speaking awkward of awkward, <laughs> Scott Stapp had a sex tape at one point. Yeah, that, that made that real awkward real fast. <laughs> I found Jeremy Renner. Or not Jeremy Renner, Colin Farrell. There is a oh, difference yeah. between the two, but I found Colin Farrell's. Yeah, yeah. As, as far as we know, Colin Farrell never got his legs run over. Right. Yeah. 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 Jesus. But he had the clap. But he had the clap. <laughs> I've got the clap and I'm giving it to you. <laughs> Thanks. The internet wiggles parody called The Giggles. Uh-oh. The Ruddles. Oh, I love the Ruddles. <laughs> a big Eric Idle guy. Mm. Yeah. Uh, hey, we want to talk about some BAFTA nominations. Oh, BAFTA. Sure. Gaff me up. BAFTA. What are you doing? Come on. Woo. What is the oh. EE BAFTA? Like, what is EE? Uh, you know, I don't know. Sponsored by EE Cummings. Yes. Oh, okay, sure. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, All right, we'll go so we got some BAFTA film nominations. Uh, of course, the BAFTAs like to celebrate the best in British cinema as well as world cinema. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with the overall best film nominations, which are uh, All Quiet on the Western Front, The Banshees of Inishirin, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Tar. Which, uh, I feel like aside from All Quiet, this is those other four are going to be in our Oscar nominations this year. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, outstanding British film. Uh, After Sun, which I so desperately want to see. Banshees of Inishirin, Brian and Charles. Uh, Empire of Light. Good luck to Leo Grand. Living. Roald Dahl's Matilda the Musical. Oh, how about that? Hmm. Uh, see How They Run, Swimmers, and The Wonder. I've been, okay. to watch, I've been wanting to watch The Swimmers. I, that looked charming. Hmm. What is what is Brian and Charles then? Is that the one with the doll? Or is that just Charles? Uh, Brian and Charles is the one with the guy with the the big like mannequin that's made out of a washing machine or some shit. All right, I hear it's charming. Cool. It sounds like the best <laughs> British thing you could say about a British movie. It's charming. Charming. Yeah. Charming. Uh, outstanding view by a British writer, director, or producer. Uh, After Sun, Charlotte Wells, writer-director. Blue Jean, Georgia Oakley, writer-director. And Helene Safri, uh, producer. Electric Milady, Marie Lyndon, director. That's not Malady? No, it's Milady. 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 No, you're right. You're you're correct. Do we need to get our fedoras out? I'm just going too fast. Because I I was going to do the Milady joke, but you, you, you kind of... What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> <laughs> uh, good luck to you, Leo Grant, Katie Brand, writer in Rebellion. I really want to see Good Luck to You, Leo Grant. I think I need to put that on my list this weekend because it's just about a movie about uh, Emma Thompson having sex. Yeah. I saw a still shot from that. Today. Oh, yeah. Oh, she has a big smile and yeah. looking beautiful as always. And only a bra. Mm. Yeah, mm. watch that. Yeah, it's on Hulu. Hulu. 
Um, film, not best film, not the English language. All Quiet on the Western Front, Argentina, 1985, Corsage, Decision to Leave, and The Quiet Girl. <gasps> no RRR. Colonialism. <gasps> yeah, that's probably that's exactly it. <laughs> okay, so finally we get a we get a documentary category. So I got kind of an idea of documentaries to watch and prep for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got All That Breathes, All the Beauty and the Bloodshed, a film I've been hearing incredible things about. Ooh. Uh, Fire of Love, which I think is on either Disney Plus or Hulu right now. Isn't that a Bruce Springsteen album? Uh, no, that's Tunnel of Love. Yeah. Very good. Uh, Moon Age Daydream, the one about David Bowie. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And Navalny. Okay. Well, yeah. I really want to see. I, I really want to watch Fire of Love. I did, so many films to watch. This is just <sighs> last year. I'm saying we still need a hyperbolic time chamber. Yep. Yeah, I'm down. Yeah, I don't disagree. All right. So probably our most relevant category currently, animated film. Hey. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with Shoes On, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, and Turning Red. So we only got four in this category. Hmm. But I feel like this is exactly what the Oscar category is going to look like. Plus one, maybe. Yeah. I hope that one is Wendell and Wild. Excellent. The, uh, the Academy loves Jordan Peele right now. So, All right. Director, uh, Edward Berger, All Quiet on the Western Front. Banshees of Inishirin, Mark McDonough. Decision to Leave, Park Chan-wook. Everything Everywhere, All at Once. The Daniels, Tar, Todd Field, and The Woman King, Gina Prince Bythewood, this is the best director category that I have seen so far. The best, best director. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, I don't feel bad for Spielberg not being in there because he's you know doesn't need any more accolades. But <laughs> sort of surprised he's not. In Again, there. he's just needs the Spielberg award. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, Fableman's not up in film either. So, but. I haven't seen All Quiet. I hear it's really well directed. Uh, I need to get on that eventually. Uh, but yeah, McDonough, Park, Daniels, Field. I'm mm-hmm. I'm especially elated to see Gina Prince Bythewood on here. Uh, I really hope she makes the five of the Oscars. I doubt it. Sure, but the Woman King rules. I, I'm really happy with that director category. I hope I hope to see that one. On this upcoming Tuesday, uh, screenplay: Martin McDonough, Banshees, Vinishier, and Everything Everywhere All at Once. The Daniels, The Fablemans, Kushner and Spielberg, Tar, Todd Field, and Triangle of Sadness by U- Ruben Uschlag. That's a that's an interesting field right there. Very interesting. I, I wonder if we're going to get a repeat of that. That looks pretty repeatable. Yeah. Uh, adapted screenplay. The the BAFTAs love All Quiet on the Western Front. Apparently. Uh, Living, The Quiet Girl, She Said, and unfortunately, The Whale. Mm. Mm. Not a fan. Not a fan. All right. Uh, leading actress, Kate Blanchett, Viola Davis, uh, Daniel Deadweiler for Till, Anna de Armas for Blonde, 
Emma Thompson for Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, and Michelle Yeoh for Everything Everywhere All at Once. Here we are again with a really varied and uh, interesting field of actresses, and we're going to give it to Kate Blanchett. Yeah. <laughs> Damn you! I, and I hate that. I hate that I have to be upset about that. Like, yeah, yeah. I love Kate Blanchett. She's amazing in that film, and I'll keep yeah. saying it till the day I die. Just you have so much diversity in this category, and we're going to go with another white woman. Yep. Mm. Uh, okay. Uh, geez, I don't. Uh, I think I'm going to cut it off after the acting and score. Okay. Because this is going to take forever. Okay. Uh, leading actor, Austin Butler, Elvis, Colin Farrell, Banshees, Brendan Fraser, The Whale, Daryl McCormick, good luck to you, Leo Grand, Paul Mescal, After Sun, and Bill Nighy Living. Hmm. A couple of surprises in there. I did not expect to see any, like anything for After Sun here. And it is making some strong showings in some categories. Yeah. <gasps> the code red delivery with Unmentionables. Thank you. <laughs> Pardon say, me. I was going to say, is Code Red what your nickname for uh, <laughs> for Caitlin is these days? <laughs> yes, but also she just got in with a single <laughs> a single Code Red. Very nice. Very nice. Also nipples. Okay, please continue. All right. Uh, supporting actress Angela Bassett, Black Panther, Hong Chow, The Whale, Carrie Condon for The Banshees of Indochina, and Dolly DeLeon for Triangle of Sadness, Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Carrie Mulligan for She Said. Oh, that's a good go. category. That is just a strong ass category. That is strong ass. All right. Supporting actor. Uh, Brennan Gleeson, Banshees of Inisherin, Barry Keown, Banshees of Inisherin, Ki Hui Kwan for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Eddie Redmayne for The Good Nurse, and Albrecht Schuch for All Quiet on the Western Front, and Michael Ward for Empire of Light. Huh. Yeah. A couple interesting surprises A lot there. like the, the Golden Globes with like a couple surprises here and there. Yeah. And again, this whole All, All Quiet remake is Picking up some steam in, in the BAFTAs. Choo-choo! Because here we are again. Original score, All Quiet on the Western Front. Volker Berthelmann. Uh, Babylon, Justin Hurwitz. Banshees of Inisherin, Carter Burwell. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Sun Lux. That's a shocking nomination. Right. Uh, not that I'm not excited. Just uh, I hadn't seen. Nobody's put it up there yet. So that's really exciting. Uh, and Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Alexandre Desplat. Desplat. Yeah. Cool. Just all around. I, I, I like these nominations. I think they're interesting. Um, See I'm, the Batman up for cinematography. I was just going to say, I'm about to bring up cinematography real <laughs> quick because I don't want to skip it. Yeah. Uh, this is a weird category. Did not expect a couple of these. Uh, all Quiet on the Western Front, James Friend, Batman, Greg Freezer, uh, Elvis... Mandy Walker, Empire of Light, Roger Deakins, and Top Gun Maverick, Claudio Miranda. Top Gun and uh, Elvis were the two I expected. Sure. Hmm. I didn't know Deakins had a movie out. Yeah, you know, he's been working with Mendes a lot. Okay. Yeah. That, that Mendes film kind of came and went because apparently it's not great. Hmm. 
pretty but hollow. Nuts. Ah. Hey. All right. Yeah, Baptists. They're they're yeah. fun. Yeah. You guys want to talk about a movie? Yeah, let's talk about a movie. Hello, you beautiful people out there in podcast land. My name is Paul Workman. I'm Jonathan Pierce. I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. And welcome back to the Oscar Podcast show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to determine where the Academy went wrong. If they went wrong, what are we watching this week, Zach? We're watching Toy Story 3. Time marches on. Little boys don't keep. Andy's gone to college, but will he keep his toys or toss them to oblivion? Time marches on. For whom the bell tolls. For whom the bell tolls. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, this is everybody's first time seeing Toy Story 3. No. No. No, for me. Does anybody remember the first time they saw the Superman 4 of Toy Story? God damn it. There it is. Ah! <laughs> <sighs> um. I think I saw it in theaters. Pretty sure I did. I saw this, uh, um, the Captain America Winter Soldier of Toy Story films at the AMC 24 in Hampton. Sorry. I, <laughs> I was trying to make sense of the, the way you said Captain America's Civil War of Toy Story films. As well. No! I, uh, I'm pretty sure I saw it at the Great Escape Moline. If I didn't, it was oh, yeah. at the other one in Davenport. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How exciting. How yeah. exciting. All right. <laughs> Well, now that we got all those exciting stories out of the way, let's do an Oscar breakdown. All right. Best animated feature 2010. Toy Story 3 wins, giving Lee Unkrich an Academy Award. Uh, How to Train Your Dragon is nominated, directed by Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlois. Boy! The Bloys. And uh, The Illusionist, directed by Sylvain Chomain, also in the category. Yeah. And we're back to three for the year. Why? The last time, though. Good. Last time. Don't fucking do it again. Don't do it again. Uh, but that being said, Toy Story 3 also gets nominated for Best Picture, mm-hmm. uh, giving Darla K. Anderson an Academy Award nomination. And uh, it was beaten by The King's Peach. <laughs> <laughs> and what a nice peach and what a nice peach uh also nominated outside of the category toy story 3 is the only animated film to get extra category nominations including best adapted screenplay giving give me a second here michael arndt writer of little miss sunshine yeah an Academy Award nomination, as well as story by credits for John Lasseter, Andrew Stanton, and Lee Unkridge, based on the previous films Toy Story and Toy Story 2. Uh, it is also nominated for uh, Best Original Song, which it wins, giving Randy Newman his first Academy Award. This was his first one. Was it? I remember we were talking about he... something. Maybe or on did... the main No, no, series. no. Uh, Monsters, Inc. might have. Oh, okay. 
I've said it now, and I'm going to question myself. Randy! Oscars. Randy Newman. Yeah, uh, if I didn't have you. Okay, this is his second Academy Award. Oh. Randy Newman postpones tour surgery after major neck surgery. Okay. Oh, no. Hopefully he is okay. I hope so. We, We need his wit and charm in these dark times. All right. Best sound editing. No. Oh, uh... Sorry, let me go back to original song real quick. Uh, it beats out Coming Home from Country Strong, If I Rise from 127 Hours, and I See the Light from Tangled. Uh, it is nominated for Best Sound Editing, giving Tom Myers and Michael Silver's Academy Award nominations. It is beaten by Richard King for Inception. Boom. Boom, indeed. <laughs> and I feel like I'm missing an award song. Sound editing. Nope. No, that's five. Okay. So Thanks. That's it. Five nominations for Toy Story 3, the Superman 4 of Toy Story films. All that right. Wraps, that wraps up our Oscar breakdown. Well, let's talk about this movie. Okay. Let's. <clears throat> this um, movie. This movie is reverse up. Reverse up? Yes. Uh, 110%. Like, <laughs> that is exactly what my letterboxed. This is a real uh, review. Is I said the first two acts get three stars, the third act gets five stars. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the first two acts of this film are just okay. Yeah, they, it's just I feel like stuff they could have done with shorts. Mm. Yeah, and oh, there's so many good shorts that are made after this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. It baffles me to the end of the earth that people call this the perfect ending to the Toy Story franchise. When it came out, I thought it was. I saw this in theaters and and left the theater saying, oh my God, there's the conclusion of one of the greatest film trilogies in American cinema, like, ever. I, and I was like, it's done, it's over. Grew up with this film trilogy and they capped it off perfect. That's how I felt. Yeah. Is that still how you feel? I'll hold my thoughts because we got another movie to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. I mean, I'll, I'll, I do still think it's a perfect trilogy. And then there's yeah. other stuff, which is fine to enjoy. I think it's a good ending for Andy. Yes. Because watching it this time and knowing where everything goes after this, I, it feels very incomplete. I just feel like this movie was somebody watched Brave Little Toaster and was like, all right, we need to do this. Just yeah. with Toy Story. <laughs> Michael Keaton as Ken is great. I especially yeah. enjoy the, I don't know if you guys have heard what I'm going to call in audio illusion of when uh it sounds like ken says what the fuck barbie yeah yeah um it's one of those social media is paying attention to what i'm watching and it ended up in like my my facebook reels mm-hmm. the next day <laughs> <laughs> like that's creepy yeah but I, I just yeah no he's great jody benson is barbie is wonderful oh yeah 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 anytime, anytime i see jody benson and anything i'm very happy yeah, you know, um, you caught me off guard a little bit with the reverse up because now I'm sitting here thinking really hard. Because <laughs> the first, you know, half of the movie I feel like is a lot of setup, which I'm fine with when I'm watching it. Yeah, um, and yeah. It's there's... funny that it's funny if you did end up seeing this at the Great Escape Theater because it's basically like a, <laughs> a Great Escape remake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you gotta love a good Great Escape homage. Yeah, and I don't dislike the first two acts. I think they're just, it's 
they have their moments where they're good. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of fun things, but my my biggest problem with it is it just continues to retread the first two movies, mm-hmm. where like, hey, there's a big misunderstanding that Woody's trying to get everybody to see the real truth on, but everybody's like, no, Woody, after after all this time that we've been together, the ten plus years in the film world and the however many years in between movies and how many times you've been right. And we still don't trust you. And we we're going to go do our own. God damn it. Please stop this. That is fair. Yep. Because it's frustrating. Yeah. It's like watching, watching a television show where every season is just the exact same setup where it's like, Oh no, all the people from The Walking Dead got kicked out of their old place. Now they're going to find a new place. And it looks really nice for a couple episodes, but something dark. Oh no, man is scarier than the zombies. <laughs> now they got to go find a new place at the end of this season. Cool. Thanks for 10 seasons of that. <laughs> yeah. Fucking spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> I checked out season seven, so I understand. I made it to three. <laughs> oh, somewhere around five. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but. Like, okay, so we're just gonna do this again. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. But I think Lotso is a is a tremendous villain and and Yeah, and Warren Beatty's great, but he's also like half given Jesse's backstory, so yay. <laughs> yeah. Like we already did the the abandoned toy on the side of the road. And I get like, you know, there's the the minutia of he was accidentally left instead of like put on the side of the road, but he's replaced and stop poking holes in all my thoughts. <laughs> so, Damn so, it. so we're all, he's also given like, I guess you could give him the cinematic parallel to Woody. Like sure. He was replaced the same way. Woody was technically replaced in the first film. And you get to see, Hey, what if Woody would have just stayed evil? <laughs> so I'll give you that. One, it's a nice cinematic parallel. Mm. But it feels like a retread with everything else just being retread. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I didn't mean to bring you on here, just ruin all these movies. <laughs> no, that's what we're here for. We're just <laughs> cynicism is what we're all about. Um, it's kind of hard to bring up the cast because we all know the cast. It's really not much change there. Although it was, I mean, but we haven't talked about the other two films. So I mean, that's fair. Did was Blake Clark? Uh, in the second one, like, did no, he do Slinky? No, was, uh, uh, Jim Varney's Slinky in the yeah. first two. Um, okay, this is the right. one where Blake Clark replaces him, which is why you don't hear him talk as much. Sure, um, but Blake Clark, who's of course Sean's dad on Boy Meets World, yes, oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, a really good replacement. <sighs> but I mean, if we want to talk about the cast, I mean, it's yeah, it's <laughs> it's, it's kind of it's it's actually kind of wild that you know when the first one comes out. It's been a couple of years after they've kind of rolled the dice on Tom Hanks and um, Coke Tim guy. Allen. Yeah, Coke yeah. guy. Uh, so Tom Hanks and Tim Allen really aren't like A-list, A-list stars when they record the voiceovers for this film. Right. And in Before between... Scump hasn't come out. <laughs> yeah, and in between that time, <laughs> in between the time that they record it and the movie comes out, Tom Hanks wins two Academy Awards and then Tim Allen is on like one of the highest watch shows on tv <laughs> yeah i've always thought tim, tom hanks was bigger before forrest gump 
Well, that's because he, I was kind of like he was you know, bigger, popular, but not necessarily big. like the acclaimed. Yeah, um, like yeah, yeah, like he, <laughs> I think as a kid, I always saw him as, but just because, like I said, my mom would watch you know rom coms all the time, and then Joe versus Volcano was one of my faves as a kid. And yeah, and, and I mean, I love orange soda. You get a you get a lot of stuff with him where he's in. He's like the lead of a lot of films, but a lot of his films aren't popular. Bomb at the box office, stuff like uh, Dragnet, uh, mm. Joe versus the Volcano Bombs. Yeah, it's so good. On fire. <laughs> you know, and you know, I'm not, I'm not saying anything about the quality. I'm just sure, saying sure. this, this is where he's at. Like Bonfire, yeah. the Vanities Bombs. Uh, like Big is his big, like biggest hit at this point. Sure, and he's still. You know, putting out like the I don't think the Burbs does very well. Turner and Hooch is probably like his biggest project after Big, and so they're like, mm. "Hey, uh, you seem like a lot of fun. Why don't you come be this little cowboy for us?" <laughs> <laughs> God, that that first one is so perfect. It is. It's so good. It's it's the the Superman two of Toy Story films. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you got something there, Zach? Well, uh, I was going to ask. I. Um, I love the first three movies and I, like I said, I enjoy stuff that comes after, but I'll hold more thoughts for later. Um, I feel like, uh, maybe I am still watching this movie with the kind of the rose tinted glasses because I know what's coming and the ending. When we were watching this movie in the theater, I was watching it with Caitlin and, you know, the incinerator scene, we're sitting there holding our hands like snot crying like oh my god oh, yeah. are they gonna yeah. end this movie this way <laughs> oh yeah it's about to happen and then and, go ahead no go on finish, finish your thing i was gonna say and then the claw it doesn't feel like a deuce ex machina even though that's like almost literally what it is it feels like a well-delivered punchline to a 15 a joke that took 15 years to tell but watch watching it this time they have been setting that up this in this specifically this entire film sure like when when they first get to the fucking uh, daycare, the yeah. first thing they do is see a truck with a claw on it, <laughs> and they start chasing it. And then as soon as they like land in the dump, they're immediately taken out of play. Right, like yeah. they're just gone. So so it it can feel a little do ex machina, but honestly, they've set it up. It is the groundwork for that payoff is littered throughout this entire film with it. Yeah. But no, I I'm with you. Like, and I expected, especially after watching up last week, I expected that that scene wasn't going to hit me the same way this time. And it still fucking does. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's one of the, it's so strong. It's it, like, there's such an emotion put into it where they take their time with it. They don't mm. rush through it. They right. they let every single character realize that they're about to die, yeah. <laughs> and it's horrific. Yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> the scariest thing I've ever seen in a children's movie. And I've yeah. watched some fucked up children's movies. Yeah, I remember when my boys were finally old enough to watch it, and they were like, "Daddy, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm doing this to you." <laughs> I'm doing this because I love you. <laughs> no, but yeah, and sitting there in a dark room with a bunch of fucking strangers, and that <laughs> scene happens, and I'm just like, 
what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, this, the whole third act is great. Everything, yeah. everything from the escape on through the end of the movie, the, the, the handoff to Bonnie is so really well done. Yeah. That moment that he pulls Woody out of the box. Right. And he is in such emotional turmoil that he is about to give up Woody. Yeah. It's so well done. It is, it is a really great ending for Andy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I hear you when you say it feels like an ending for Andy. When I'm watching it, I I felt like, yeah, ending for Andy. The to- the toys don't need an ending. They they're with a new kid, and that's I feel like that's the message of, you know, like inheritance and heirlooms and things carrying on. They don't necessarily yeah. need an ending. So that's why I I was just like it's over. But yeah, but yeah, yeah and for me, I it feels like an incomplete thought now. Like hey. We now have a very small child that was even, that's even smaller than Andy was when this started. Yeah, we can milk this forever. <laughs> like I said, uh, so many of the shorts that follow after this are, I think, perfect and better than this movie. Party yeah. Source Rex, one of oh my yeah, shorts. oh yeah, it's so fun. <laughs> the uh, the one in the uh, the fast food restaurant with the with the little buzz. Oh yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Oh God! You have you you got to go on Disney Plus and watch that one right now. There's like nice. a there's like a, a Happy Meal toy support group. It's <laughs> incredible. Some of the some of the puns and jokes they get out of Happy Meal toys is it's superbly done. Nice. But all right. Well, gents, has anybody got any more notes on this movie? Um, nope. Just a just a Ratzen burger. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, give me, give me one second. That just fucking op. I've been in Iowa for op- way too long. Ope it. Okay, Ratzenberger. Ratzenberger. Um, yeah. So we ham. haven't. <laughs> you know, we haven't talked about any of the ham. Yeah. So he's well, he's great. Yeah. Ham. yeah ham's a, ham's Perfect. not only a great character. He is my favorite Toy Story character. <laughs> I've had this ham for beautiful years and years and years. Like he is boxing. Uh, I came unprepared to bring, I was going to pull out my Woody for this episode, but I left it. And I also have a, a, a toy of ham as the, like the ship from the opening sequence. Oh, is a uh, evil Dr. Porkchop <laughs> ship. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which is, which is even better is not only do we get ham as ham, we get ham as evil Dr. Porkchop, one of the greatest characters in toy story lore. Yeah. Rex has always been my favorite, but that's just because Wallace Shawn is. I would say Rex is goals. Rex is my number is is yeah. number two, right behind Ham. <laughs> very very close because Wallace Shawn is yeah the best. Yeah. But yeah, uh, a plus plus plus. Uh, I know we always we've said a couple times that the abominable snowman is perfect Ratzenberger, but to me it's Ham. Yeah, because yeah. let's let's be honest. I like Ham the most because he is just Cliff Clavin as a piggy bank. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and I love the first four seasons of Cheers. Before, exactly. gotcha. before what's her name came on and ruined it. There goes the dead woman. Back to the Paul shitting on the dead. Nice. <laughs> let's bring it back. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into our worsty judgments. Antonio. 
<laughs> oh god, Zach. <laughs> this movie deserved best animated feature. Deserve. Deserve is the question, isn't it? Deserve's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to beat around the bush. All three of these movies deserve it in my book. Um, How to Train Your Dragon is amazing. Should have also been nominated for best score. I don't know why it wasn't. Um, The Illusionist is amazing. Might be the best technical film in this category, I think. Uh, my only problems with How to Train Your Dragon are some of the character designs aren't amazing. Some of the dragons are goofy. Maybe that's part of the charm, but I'm like, Toothless looks so cool, and these other ones look so dinky. <laughs> but, but whatever. E- equality. I, Everybody should embrace their differences. So I, I just think they were trying to make the dragons like dogs, and some dogs yeah. are just really stupid looking. That's true. Like, like my dog. He looked like a fucking idiot and he's a fucking idiot yeah well (laughs) fair enough so i am extremely excited because i um when we started this podcast i had a feeling i was going to get to watch the third movie and i still have not seen the third how to train your dragon i own it and i'm going to watch it when we get to that year um i'm very excited about that so i think the illusionist is the most emotional film in this category i think I would have liked to have seen that one win because we had such a long Pixar streak. And But, you know, the award was created after Toy Story movies, so Toy Story has never won an animated one. So I feel like that's part of the reason why it did win, because of its pedigree. So, yeah, it deserves it, but I don't think it should have. I would have given it to the other two. Well, I watched all three. Hey. <laughs> did you, Jonathan, the illusionist? I was confused by the illusionist. Hmm. <laughs> I'm a big Edward Norton fan, but I don't understand why I this came that. up in animated feature. Yeah, it's, it's real bizarre. <laughs> I got to do it, Paul. <laughs> Actually, I didn't get a chance to watch that illusionist, but oh. um, that's just because I knew I was going to come in and say, uh. fuck you, how to train your dragon deserves everything. And I'm kind of going to defer to Paul because he's going to have better words than I will when it comes to it. Mm. Um, and... There is no bad How to Train Your Dragon at all. Just at all. I, yeah. It, I think I said when Kung Fu Panda, I think I said it was my best favorite DreamWorks, but I think for some strange reason, How to Train Your Dragon was not in my head at the moment. And I'm reminded. It's, it's, I'll say this. Sometimes it's hard for me to remember that it's DreamWorks because. Yeah. Right. It, it rises so far above Dream. Like, how uh, Kung Fu Panda feels like a DreamWorks film. How to Train Your Dragon doesn't. It does not. True. Um, so that being said, I also feel Tangled should have been nominated. Um, yeah. Yeah. But why, looking why at the year, fine? I'm kind of like, you know, if there was, if there had to be a fifth, you know, they're just going to put in Shrek Forever After or some Lit. bullshit or something like that. But I don't know. There's Kung Fu Magoo. <laughs> oh what the hell what is that <laughs> exactly what it sounds like sir oh no but yeah i i just i mean toy story 3 is okay and they only gave it because toy story didn't get it like the first two just never had a chance and uh they had to give it to one of them and i don't know also i've never seen legend of the guardians the owls of gahul it's, it's a very snyder good film. things it's very it? pretty yeah it's it's Zack snyder's one animated film 
Nice. Yeah. It's gorgeous. I, I, I'd call it good. It's not great. Sure. Right. But it could be nominated. Fair enough. Um, and I don't care what Paul says. I like Despicable Me. I hate the minions. I like Despicable Me. Paul. Okay. Damn it. I got to rank three again. But again, this is the last year. It's five from here on out. So, uh, remaining two. My number two is The Illusionist. I think that film's cute. I did not connect with it on an emotional level at all, Zach. I'm sorry. That's okay. I, I, I think the... I don't know. Uh, this is the first time I had seen it. I really have been wanting to watch it for a long time. And anytime I think of Triplets of Belleville, I think about how I haven't seen this film. And right. Now I watched it. And I don't know if I just built it up too much, but... Good, Ben. I and I don't think you necessarily... You, know, you don't really love the message of changing times. I feel like you've, I don't know. Anyway, I won't speak for you. I'm trying to think of things you said before though, as to the reasons why maybe you didn't connect. I, I don't know. I think it's fine. It's, it's a real cute movie and I enjoyed it. I, I don't want it to sound like I didn't enjoy it. Gotcha. Uh, that being said, how to train your dragons. Amazing and wonderful. And, um, I love all of this franchise. Yes. Uh, I'll speak more about the other two later and where they rank with this one, but just be prepared. I love the other two movies. I love Riders of Burke. I love Race to the Edge. I need to watch the the newer Netflix series like DreamWorks' is Dragons, and I can't think of the name of the other one, but they have another series out right now. Uh, I just love this franchise, and this is such a beautiful start, and it's gorgeous, not only because of how well it's done, but the fact that they were like, hey, how about instead of just shooting a children's movie with a bunch of high-key lighting, we bring in Roger Deakins to be a visual consultant on this film. And this, the fucking shadows in this movie are gorgeous. Yeah. How did I not know this? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, once you watch like the second film, you'll you'll start recognizing. You'll be like, "Holy shit! Yes, this looks like it was shot by Roger Deakins." <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, because you know they're like, you know, we're gonna it's it's the Vikings. We're gonna do a bunch of lit by fire. Yeah, yeah. So we need it to look like it was lit by fire. So they were like, "Hey, greatest cinematographer ever." How about you explain to us how shadows work <laughs> when lit by fire? Wow. Gorgeous. Just astounding. And I love Hiccup because uh, uh, I relate to him on every single fucking level in this movie. Mm. Uh, I love this movie so much. Uh, also love any movie that lets David Tennant be Scottish. Yeah. Yeah, and and the fucking uh, Craig Ferguson is incredible in this, and uh, this is probably Gerard Butler's best performance. Uh, that that's that's not saying anything bad about Jerry. I just think he's right. really good. Yeah, in in this film, uh, he gets so much better. Too. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm already crying thinking about the right? second movie. Um, America Ferrera, fucking. Uh, Everyone, goddamn, everyone in this movie is incredible. Like they're all silly and fun, and I love this movie. I love it so much. I could go on and on and on and on about how it absolutely should have beaten Toy Story three, which 
uh, in the rankings of these three movies would be my number two. Uh, I don't think it deserved this award. I don't think it should have been nominated for Best Picture either. It really saddens me that only three animated films have ever been nominated for Best Picture, and two of them should not have been. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the let's round out the category. We could throw. I hear Megamind's good. I've never seen it. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen that either. It, it's it's good. It's good. Uh, Tangled. I like, I like Tangled. I like Tangled. Yeah. Uh, I want to say Secret World of Arietti, but I don't think that got its uh, stateside release until 2012. Hmm. Uh, so there was one. I think I you're was, right. Uh, there's a couple on this list that we'll be talking about next week. Mm. Uh, we could have uh, nominated the Pokemon Zorark movie. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, this is kind yeah, of this year is kind of kind of a weak year for animation. So I guess I understand why there's only three because we really don't need to put that piece of shit Despicable Me in this category. That's not Holy like fuck! Despicable what a Me, terrible man. movie! Like, if there uh, were no minions, do you think you'd like it better? No, there's too much business. Too much business. Like, I only like the first one in that series. So I, I I I could back that. I don't like the whole plot line with him trying to get a loan from the bank. It's like, sure. why, why don't you just, you're a villain. Why don't you just go rob a fucking bank? This makes no sense. This is, this is just added drama for the sake of adding drama. It's a dumb plot line. Isn't it a joke? Maybe it's a dumb joke. It's a bad joke. It's a very bad joke. And uh, I'll say the only time I'm ever having fun in this movie is when the little girls are on screen and they're yeah. yes. not nearly on screen enough. I can right. agree with that. You're right. Yes. I, I don't think Gru is interesting. I don't like... I I am a big fan of Jason Siegel and I don't like anything he's doing in this movie. That dude was an SLC punk. and You know how I feel about everybody involved with SLC punk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he's terrible film okay i don't like yeah. this i i don't like any like again little girls uh and then and then um shockingly i i like russell brand in this movie <laughs> he's the most interesting <laughs> side character <laughs> mm-hmm. uh nice yeah, yeah but that yeah that movie spawned the minions movie which is one of the worst things in the world so it also spawns two sequels to this and another minions movie. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't like it or not a fan. No, no, sir. I don't like it. All right. Well, Zach, Hi. is this the worst best animated feature? Oh shit. I put my phone away. Now I got to look at my rankings real quick. Yeah. There's a second question. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Um, let me look. I no, I'm going to say up front. No, it's not the worst. Um, but where do I have it ranked? Ah, shit. Letterboxed. Listen to me. Okay. So, poke some holes in the reasons why. Maybe it's not as perfect as I thought it was, but I still love it. And um, I'm going to put it in my number five. Um, okay. Behind Ratatouille, but ahead of Finding Nemo. So, number five. All right. Um, I got it at number seven. It's not the worst. I got it uh, just above Shrek and underneath Finding Nemo. I think Finding Nemo is easily better than this movie. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah, I'll watch it again. I know I will. It's like Paul said, that third act is 
perfect. It's great. But yep. you got to get there. So no, I don't mind getting there. That's really fair. strong, really strong opening. I like that opening scene. Fair enough. The opening scene's wonderful. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best thing that happens in the first hour of this movie. All right. Well, Paul, is this the worst best animated feature? No, it's not. Uh, how many of these have we done now? This is our 10th one. This is number 10. Yeah. I'm ranking this number eight. Number eight. Wow. Uh, that's right above Shrek and up. Yep. All right. So we're kind of on the same page on that one. Yeah. Well, okay. I think that is going to call it here, gents. Cool. Indeed. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on the Twitter, Twitch, and the TikToks at Alltorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? You can find me on Critiker, Zachmaster, X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R, TikTok, House Havoc, and Letterboxd by searching my name. Oh, I did finally finish a movie, Decision to Leave. Finally finished that after three weeks or however long it took me to watch it. Proud of you. <sighs> it's excellent. I'll, I'll admit up front that as an English speaker, it took me the it took me a while to watch it because I'd get ready to watch it at night and I'd be too tired. And you have to pay attention to this plot because it's a little twisty. And I think it's done that on purpose to maybe feel make you feel like the detective a little bit. Um, but there were parts I would rewatch and watch the movie instead of reading the subtitles. But by the end of it, uh, my heart was feeling tender. That so. that ending is devastating. <laughs> yeah, really good movie. <laughs> So, yeah, Mr. Workman. Uh, you can follow me at Shark Grissman on TikTok, where just Tappy and I are covering all sorts of shark related content. Uh, you can follow me at Father of the Fear across platforms of Twitter and Letterboxd, where I keep a running tally of all the films that I watch. And let's split these in half. Uh, uh, before week, you do, I got a question oh, for you. Okay. That Shark Dress Men thing. Yeah. Is, is that a sex thing? No, it is not a sex thing. We do not bang in shark costumes. <laughs> I mean, at all, or just not with each other? I plead the fifth. Okay. Okay. Fair. Okay. Uh, uh, this week I went and saw the new house part. Oh, you did? Yeah. How was that? And I laughed and I laughed and I had a good time. I look forward to finally seeing it. I hope, I hope your area gets a little less white so that you can see it. <laughs> uh, I had a good time. Uh, it's, it's one of those films that, if you know what you're in for, you're going to have a fun time. And if you just like a weird ass cameo fest of black culture, then you're going to have a great time cool. because the cameos in this film are great. I, I am anticipating because I believe you had said it had the best cameo for me and for I, you specifically. There is a cameo that I almost immediately, I, I, I tweeted you from the theater when it happened, yeah. but I almost <laughs> told you what the cameo was. And you're not going to miss like oh. the whole, the whole point of that cameo is that it is that cameo. <laughs> Fair enough. Like they, they tell you why you should be excited about that cameo in the movie. And it's, <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> nice word up. Um, yeah. So that's what I did. Um, nice. so Zach, what are yeah. we watching next week? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's Rango, which you can rent on Amazon. Google, Hulu, Redbox, Voodoo, or YouTube. Rango. Rango. Breaking out of the Pixar. Yeah. Yeah. Corridor we've been in for the last four weeks. So we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, 
We'd like to thank Trav, who's hiding out over there. Over there. producing <laughs> our podcast. Tickle, tickle. Fuck that guy. Fuck him in a shark suit. <laughs> no, it's not a sex thing. Sure? Is it a sex thing? Look, look not... at his, his ponytail kind of looks like a shark pen. God damn it. I'm in the middle of a thank you. Nobody recognized my OnlyFans joke, and I'm still upset about that. Uh. Garbage. But that being said, we also like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. We like to thank Megan and Jay Bellevue for our beautiful artwork, which is also the next thing you can follow. Uh-huh. The show on Twitter and Instagram at Oscarsy Pod and on Facebook, the Oscarsy Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify. It really helps us to be seen in the oh, oh my algorithm. Mighty algorithm. The algorithm of this movie had a shark in it, and if you want to have a friend in me, give us five stars. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, for Jonathan, Zach, and Cliff Clavin as a pig, we'd like for you all to have a damn fine day. <laughs> <laughs>